You're listening to Wake Up Our Faith, the weekly broadcast from Uprint Faith and Personal Development. Connect with us on the web at uprint.life. Hello and welcome to Faith in Business. This is the second segment of our show, Wake Up Our Faith, where we talk about how to live out your faith where you spend the majority of your time. Uh, Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, we're the co-founders of Uprint, uh, faith and personal development organization, really helping individuals and organizations begin to develop an understanding of their why and then empowering them to kind of discover their gifts and develop them and then live that out in the world. Uh, we also have a nonprofit entity called The Life. Center that is an innovative charitable movement. You guys can learn more about all of this on our website, uprint.life. That's Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. Our corporate uh, sponsors make the show possible, one of those being the Honeycut Group. This is a family-owned insurance brokerage organization with more than 10 years of experience in the insurance marketplace. Uh, Chad and his team do a fantastic job. If you have any needs regarding home, auto, life, health, any insurance, uh, give them a call, 9 one zero three three eight one seven seven three. A quick note on that is if you are in the marketplace of getting health insurance, just a friendly reminder, December 15th is the cutoff date. So it's the 11th today. You got four days to do it. If you haven't done it, uh, make sure you go do it. Sorry, that's the old insurance right. man in me. Um, good, man. Also too, Dr. Greg Veeman of Seacoast Skin Surgery and his ministry, Everlasting Strength. You can find him on the web, everlastingstrength.org. Saul Dr. V is actually speaking at a Cape Fear Men's Gathering on January 7th here okay, in town. Great. So look forward to supporting yeah. Greg and doing that. Um, you can give them a call, 910-256-2100. Um, so, Kev, we're talking about um, productivity mm-hmm. and kingdom productivity more specifically and how that begins to, to play out in our businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's you, you have to uh, look at your resources uh, and, and what's the what's the biggest resource you have? Uh, uh, let's not say God because he he's the progenitor. He's the the source of everything. So, but what's the biggest resource anyone has? Their identity, who they are. Yeah, exactly. And and so another way to look at that is that's God's idea. Because if if we are something that isn't His idea, then we just need to go home and figure out something different. <laughs> right. Um, so this is not debatable for a Christian, although Christians don't typically think about it like that. But our anointing, our blueprint, why we're here, this all this has intention behind it. God is efficient and, and intentional and extremely intelligent uh, compared to us especially. So, I, I mean, that, that's, that's not even a, it's just an understatement. So uh, when we look at it like that, we have to... Uh, preserve that resource mm-hmm. because everything comes through that from him through that and it's already done if you will uh in heaven uh, one way to look at it and our job is to uncover it here and to yield to it it's just like the idea of an apple uh we don't walk around trying to go oh how do i create an apple well it's done he did it already but what happens when you plant the seed the tree grows the apple shows up so spirit is superior, material is, or physical is inferior and temporary. One's eternal, one's not. So that said, uh, I say this stuff a lot, so it can get long-winded, but when you look at your resource, 
you, the, then what do you do with it? What are the obstacles? And we talked about that in our other segment. Um, but in business, what are the obstacles to those resources? You know, one of the things that I see in a business sense is a lot of people doing things they don't need to be doing, operating yeah. outside of their anointing. Sure. You know, um, you know, if if uh, you know, like I said, if you want to put Matt Ham in the daycare taking care of the kids, there may be a moment where I string one of them up or put them outside or whatever and respond in a way. It's just not my um, gifting. It's not my anointing. It's not where I'm. So it doesn't mean I can't help for a momentary period. But I think you apply that to business Mm -hmm. where if you have someone who is an expert um, you know, kind of a, um, a strategist or an operations kind of person, right. and an X and a nose person, right. and you're asking them to go be a salesman mm-hmm. and to be in relationship right. with people, and it's just awkward and odd. Yeah. So stop doing things you weren't created to do. Right. That's right. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you, if you're in a tough situation or you're struggling with your work or whatever that you just haul off and haul <laughs> off to haul off and be stupid. Yeah. Nobody's saying that. It's it's about seed planting. It's about having a vision, understanding it, and developing all this stuff underneath, and then God will get you there. And uh, it does sometimes take some radical steps, uh, faithful steps, but that's a whole other show. Uh, so when we look at you know being productive kingdom citizens uh, in the business context, which is where most people spend the time, right? Uh, their disposable otherwise disposable time not sleeping not family you know whatever what else is there well unless you're just hanging out on a yacht then you're in business typically of some sort even if you're a babysitter so that said uh, we have got to uh, protect uh, we've got to protect the that anointing that means you know I said in the last segment uh you know, if somebody wants me to come cut down trees, uh, they feel the need to tell me to come do that with them for the next week or, or two or three times this year. I'm not going to do it um, because, you know, look, there's 36,500 days in 100 years, and I'm at 19.5 already, so <laughs> I'm not going to waste a bunch of my time doing something I'm not meant to do. It's not arrogant. It's actually kind. It's true confidence. Yeah, and so... But there are people here where I hear this every single day. I hear, man, I don't know how you do what you do. I don't know how you sit in front of people like that for hours. And it's not like that to me. I mean, it is hard work and it it gets draining. But what I'm saying is there's something in me that has to do that. Yes. So when we work from that place, it, it, it will be productive. It will happen. We have to stay on course with it. Part of that is how do you not allow the obstacles to get in there? Mm. And especially in an environment where other people have some uh, potential authority over you, uh, you know, there's things you have to do sometimes. Yeah. Um, so looking at that, how do you preserve who you are in that environment? Uh, aside from you know setting a course to get out of that environment, you know there's a there's a, a little note I want to add to that is it's it, there is a supernatural provision that happens when you start living from your anointing, where 
energy and wisdom and strategy and all of these things, just it, it's a flow that you get in. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult for folks to understand who maybe haven't gone to that place yet right. because everything seems like it's striving and stressful and I've had to keep up. Yeah. But when you step into that realm yeah. of just letting God become the conduit, it's like you're flowing in something. And like you said, you can't explain it, but right. it's just there. Right. Well, people, look, He's, God said, walk by faith, not by sight. What, what does that mean? Well, that means a lot, but let's just can it down real quick. It means touch, taste, smell, hearing, feel, all of these things, physical feel, your skin or whatever, heat and cold. We're not supposed to navigate by that. Mm. We are supposed to use it and plug it in, but we've got to navigate by our spirit. And, and we've got that has to be built on the Word. So you've got the written and the implanted Word. They function beautifully. So this is thinking differently, if you want to just say it that way, but it, 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 you have to navigate by letting God do it for you and through you. That still sounds like a platitude. So you have to, you have to begin to realize that if you are God's idea and there was intention and he made you and he's put all this in place, then what he's done is already done. Mm-hmm. Where is it done? It's done in heaven and your job is to bring it here to, to earth. earth. That's not saying you're, you're setting something up here and, you know, revelation. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what are you doing with your life while you're here, after you've been saved, while you're waiting on the future. How do you live that out? So in business, um, you get obstacles to these things, whereas you may not in your, uh, your home life or in your friendships. Um, you, you have a little more freedom in those areas potentially. So what are those obstacles? And a lot of the, the time it is, it, you know, someone says, I need you to go do this or I need you to, to gain this or grow this or whatever. And um, th- these things you have made an agreement to do potentially, mm-hmm. right? So how do you navigate through that with who you are? One avenue is setting a course to not be in that situation right. and be patient about it. The other is uh, looking at how do you, how are you productive uh, from anointing outward. I know this is kind of deep stuff here, but um, how do you start your day out so that you can tap right into what God's already done? Here's another example. Um, who's the greatest quarterback uh, of all time? nowadays what would most people say Tom Brady okay all right you know we, you can go back a few years and name other people but right now looking back you know he's kind of the Michael Jordan of quarterbacking okay so what is what's so great about him and, and so what would people say well I would think people would say um, he, he wins like he just he knows how to control a game and he just knows how to win. There's a leadership component to it sure. where that's just what he does. Yeah. Well, the greatest thing about him, it, it, when he walks into the stadium, and look, we're not worshiping this guy. He's just a guy. He puts his deodorant on, but he's, 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 he's gotten hold of something here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you see this where people become totally finesse who they are. And everybody can do that. But most people live, uh, they don't live from that place first. All right, so 
It doesn't mean uh, you don't work hard or any of that stuff. It just means that you live from that place outward, and it happens. It will happen because you're meant to do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, what's so great about Tom Brady is when he walks into the stadium, it's not his abilities. Yeah, because he doesn't have the best arm and all that kind of stuff. This guy, like Michael Jordan, you know, we'll look generationally here. You go back a generation, and, and he was that guy in that world. This guy knows who he is. The people in the stands know who he is. Right. The coaches know who he is. The audience in TV land know who he is. And he knows who he is. So it's kind of like, remember, um, you think back, uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Seinfeld. If they walk into the room, they can just say two words, and you're already expecting to laugh. When Tom Brady walks on the field, you're expecting him to win. This is because it's done, mm-hmm. and now they're yielding to that. So if, if you can get into that mode then God will show you where productivity happens. And he will even redeem things where you've wasted time or, or if you feel like you don't want to do something and uh, up here, uh, God will show you how it can be used for him. So I, I love this Tom Brady analogy and, and, and would say that we organizationally believe that everyone has their quote-unquote inner Tom Brady. Um, I want to ask a question and maybe yeah. take it on a bit of a rabbit trail, and we've got another segment we can dive into this. Um, how how do you begin to discover what that inner Tom Brady is? Like, you know, there's some times where people say, I want to be a writer, yeah. you know, or whatever. Right. And you go, your writing is not good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, you're chasing a pipe dream, or whether it's, yeah. you know what I mean? I want yeah. to. Well, American Idol, you, you know, you see people who are <laughs> great, you see people who go, you know, and that's where Simon's awesome, you know? Yeah. Or, or used to be. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. But. So, how do you begin to, uh, for someone who does feel like they have a desire or a dream or whatever, how would they begin to distinguish if that is their inner Tom Brady thing mm-hmm. or if it's something that maybe they're pursuing out of that own willpower? Well, that's a big. Uh, subject and uh, you know you have to learn how to navigate by a different system you know we use the navigating in the boat by the stars or by your technology um, you have to learn how to navigate by the stars something that can't be removed and then you it, you know then you can plug technology in but basically you have to learn how to navigate by something that no man can take away from you a bad economy a phone call and you can hold all that stuff loosely, and then you can operate with great expectation and confidence even in your prayers. It's like saying, God told me what to pray. I prayed it. There it is. Uh, now you're in that flow. So that, that that's a whole big old talk. Sure. But uh, the bigger thing uh, in the moment, in the context of today's show, and that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's just a lot, uh, is obstacles. Mm-hmm. So let's define that. We'll come back and finish up. Obstacles are the obstacles to who you are. So you do have to begin to step into that. But, you know, if you look at the Tom Brady thing or whoever, it's not about doing things that that people say you should do or shouldn't do or any of that. It's about anything that corrupts who you are. Gotcha. So the obstacles to stepping into who you are, living from that anointing, and therefore being the most productive, Yeah, that's where we'll land the plane. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Uh, last segment, guys, coming up right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Matt Ham. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast, Faith in Business. 
If you're enjoying the show, we'd ask that you go on iTunes and leave a quick review so that other folks can see it and join us as well. Also, we host a monthly gathering called Faith in Business right here in Wilmington, North Carolina. If you're interested in attending that event, or if you'd like to host a Faith in Business event in your city, email us at info at uprint.life. Hello, welcome back to Faith in Business, the second segment of our show, uh, Wake Up Our Faith, where we talk about how to live out your faith, where you spend the majority of your time. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, the co-founders of Uprint. You can find us on the web, uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. For those jumping on live today, we appreciate it. Talking a little bit about thriving and living in your anointing and therefore being the most productive that you can for God's kingdom uh, as, you, as you live it out here. want to recognize our corporate partners for making this show possible. Um, one of those being uh, PT Services of Wilmington. You can find them on the web, ptservicesofwilmington.com. They're family owned and operated since 1983. Offices at Porter's Neck and at 17th Street. Make sure you give them a call, 910-763-8286. Also, the Rising Tide real estate team, a full service real estate firm, uh, or a real estate team representing both buyers and sellers here in southeastern North Carolina. You can call Gene Engel at 910-620-7177. And last but not least, our good friend, Melissa Thomas, also known as Melissa the Coach. Melissa is a speaker and personal finance coach who really helps people kind of strategize and simplify their lives so they can begin pursuing their dreams and living out what God's put them here to do. Um, you can connect with her, Melissa the coach at gmail.com or by phone 910-338-9612. Okay, we're talking about productivity today, kingdom productivity, living from your anointing, who you were created to be, to kind of discovering your inner Tom Brady. Before we broke, uh, we talked about the concept of obstacles to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it, it, obstacles are not necessarily things that you see uh, or someone being negative, or traffic, or circumstances is another way to look at it. Obstacles are things that corrupt mm. your anointing. You could go out to, you know, I use a tree a lot. I don't know, it's just a big thing, but you can go out and cut a circle in the bark on a tree, you cut a ring around, it, and the tree will die because you, you, you interrupt the, uh, I don't know, what is it called, the phloem, and, the, and the, the life of the tree goes through the bark. So, if you interrupt that, it, it corrupts it. It kills mm. it. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying you should go do that, but uh, but that's, you know, it's a good picture mm -hmm. uh, and, and even a good experiment to, to watch to really bring it home. But aside from spending time on a tree, think about something that corrupts who you are. You do have to press into who you are. And that, again, we've talked about that in different shows, but... Once you understand that who you are is already done in heaven, it, this is a process of yielding to it. It's it's a it's a glory of God to cover a matter. It's a glory of kings to uncover it. That's saying something. That's saying God's done this. He pulls us, draws us into a game of hide and seek, which is loving, and we participate. We find our value, and we get to bring it into existence right here. Just like the table we're sitting at was an idea just before. It was a table. Um, that, that's an eternal picture. The idea is the greater thing. But so many people are holding on to the table with a lost mentality instead of saying, man, I got a patent on the table. Yes. Let me give the table away. So these ideas we got to let go of uh, in terms of thinking about obstacles in your business life, it does something corrupt who you are. 
And if it does, let's look at uh, what's the Me Too thing out there. And I don't want to get into all that stuff, but, you know, it's, it's a terrible thing. And there are terrible predators out there. The other side of that is there's a lot of people... Um, you know, you can't even smile at, at a, a lady anymore. You can't hold a door for somebody. And uh, what they, you start feeling weird, like, oh, my gosh, they think I'm after them. And that, that's corrupt. So when you look at that, and I'm just using it as an example. It's, we're not going to toss that stuff around. Um, we got other things to do. But when you look at that, you know, what, where's the... Where's the thing? It, it, you get off. You get corrupted in, in a business environment. So if, if you are someone is pressuring you to do something, you shouldn't say uh, maybe, well, uh, or give in to that so you can have your career. You would want to say, all right, no thanks. I'm out. Mm. And yes, you may forfeit that moment, but see, that's where faith comes in because then you can trust what God's doing. And whatever he's doing, it will not fail. Yeah. That's the difference between the world and, and people saying, well, you know, it kept me from getting a good career. And, and it, 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 that's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm saying stand up. Mm-hmm. Do not let the world corrupt who you are, mm-hmm. even if it costs you that. Yeah. I just watched, and I'm not condoning this person, but Dave Chappelle, I watched a great interview with him. And a number of years ago, he had like one of the most successful shows in television, and they were offering like $50 million to come back for a third season. But he walked and actually flew to Africa for like months and just got away from it. Sure. And when he, was, when he was talking about why he did that, it's because of that reason. There were people trying to corrupt... Yeah who he wanted to be and who he right, was. Right. So he completely walked away from everything. And now, of course, it's been years since that, and he's back out there doing his thing. And like I said, I'm not promoting Dave Chappelle. Well, that's a good example. But, but it's, he had the courage. Where a lot of people wouldn't have, they would have cowtailed to the, the, right. the, 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 the broadcast company or you know whatever, yeah. the production company, right. and just kiss their rear end and kiss their career goodbye. Uh, what we're talking about is... is Fear and, and there's all these different things. The enemy operates through that. So it's just like he said to Jesus as when Jesus was in the flesh, you know, bow down to me and I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. Well, you know, Jesus was already the king. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and he knew that. Um, so he didn't have to argue with them. So he just moved forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he said, he, he used some scripture, but the point is, is he didn't engage it, there, it, this is not a this is not a debate. Yes. So you have to look at who you are as the thing in your bank vault, and we, you know I've been using that a lot lately. But this idea of a, a bank vault, you have to look at what what does a bank vault do? Protects. Yeah, and it's solid. Uh, it it's it's not it doesn't argue. It doesn't sell you on the idea that you can't come in there. Uh, and So it does protect. So, you know, we're not talking about compartmentalizing your life in a bunch of boxes. We're talking about, you know, clear the air in the room and let's make it a big area here. But, you know, you have to put a border around who you are and the things that corrupt it. So when you want to be productive, that's a good starting place is recognizing um, that doesn't work here. 
you know, I tell people all the time, if somebody offered me a million dollars to walk away from what we're doing, or 10 million, I wouldn't do it. And because this is what God's doing in yes. my life, and I've got a responsibility to carry it out. That's no different than Tom Brady knows who he is on the, or you doing what you do. You know, it, it's, it's, we have to say nothing, there's no compromise in this. But the great thing about a safe, and I, God gave me this cool picture, is paint a smiley face on it. You know, it's not mean. It doesn't argue. It's not, the delivery is beautiful. It's, if someone wants to pull you off track, be kind to them. But don't follow them. Mm. Don't bend to that. Just say, you know, I'm going this way and I love you anyway. And, uh, you know, that's leadership. So I, I see it's a weird thing, but it's like a bank vault with a smiley face mm -hmm. on it. But it doesn't, you don't need to sell or cajole or argue or any of that about who you are to other people, even bosses. So, yeah, but you want to, we do have to be obedient and all that stuff in, in, in the agreements we make with our bosses. Yeah. It's like the laws of the land. But that doesn't mean we can't set a course for, for where we're going that's not in that environment if it bothers you. But the one thing you cannot do is allow anything to corrupt who you are, who God is in you. It's just like cutting that circle around the yeah. bark and the tree, and it will die. You know, a couple, couple of thoughts. One is the word compromise, which you used. Mm -hmm. And so often we compromise and don't even realize it. Yeah. And we compromise right. great things like our faith and our morals, our values, and all these different types of right. things without even understanding what we're doing right. because we don't want to cause a fuss or because, well, it's just right. a no big deal. I'd make some money or whatever. Right. Right. When essentially, um, you know, I had a buddy one time who said, Matt, I'm getting ready to go out of town with my buddies. It's a bachelor party. And I know we're going to go to a strip club. I just know we're going to go. Yeah. And I, and I just, I, I hate it because I know, I'm, and I said, you've already made up your mind mm -hmm. about the compromises you're willing to make. Right. Because if that group of guys decided they wanted to go take a small child into a field and beat them up, you would not join them in that. Right. So you've, you've, you've made the compromise lines in yeah. your mind ahead of time. Yeah. And, and the second thing is, is that's one of the things I think I experienced when I was in my previous industry mm -hmm. is when folks started to have demands on me that were not part of my contractual agreement, yeah. but they treated it as if it was. Mm -hmm. And I stood up and said, wait a second, right. this is the contract that I'm in yeah. with you guys, yeah. and you're holding me to this standard. Right. And that is really when the friction began. Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately, it was one of the reasons why I walked right. away, sure. because I wasn't going to stay in an environment where there was this, this desire to compromise. Yeah. Well, the only way you can fully carry out who you are on earth in the time given, it's obviously you have to learn what faith is and live by it. You have to experience it. Then you can love. Then you can work. let God work through you as a vessel. And in that, these obstacles pop up. But God removes these compromises through uh, circumstance, pressing in the enemy, all of that. God redeems it all. But what he's doing is he's removing our vulnerabilities. Yes. So we are in a position of leadership uh, in our gifting and our anointing, then uh, we won't compromise it for fame or money yes. or whatever the worldly accoutrements are. So that is what happens. So you have to start with, that's why Jesus could easily work with people with terrible behavior versus people who did everything right, but they had the wrong heart. Yeah. The difference is, 
these people were listening. They were willing. They were hungry. And one was a white sepulcher, you know, uh, dirty on the inside and clean on the outside. We, we know the stories. But in your business environment, you've got to start with understanding essentially who you are and not allowing those obstacles to corrupt that. It's like saying, the, uh, I want to add this too, the hard choice here, oh, my clock went off, uh, st- uh, but the, the hard choice, people think freedom is choices, okay? Well, people think, well, yeah, I got freedom. I'm going to make the hard choice. That means I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to do it. It's all on me and my shoulders. And look, woo, glory, glory to me by accident. Look at what I did. I'm committed to God. Instead of saying the hard choice is to be joyful when things look difficult. That's mm-hmm. a hard choice. Yes. This is freedom in action. Mm-hmm. You are free to choose. And so it's not about how determined we are, how great we are, how hard we can work. It's, it's about doing the thing that is truly hard. And that is loving somebody who isn't lovable. That's doing something for somebody who's unwilling to do it for you. Um, it's when you have the circumstance press in on you and then, uh, or some fearful thing that the enemy tries to put on you and you go do the opposite for someone else. Someone takes something from you, go give something to somebody else or them even. Yeah. So it's, it's a mentality that can only blossom in an incorruptible uh, environment, yeah. which is who you are, bank vault with a smiley face. <laughs> One of the things that, that, I, that I feel as we kind of land the plane here is, um, you know, we talk about fame and success and all that kind of stuff, being, being the pitter-pat of the heart of man. Right. You know, fame, success, you know, accolade, whatever. Yeah, humanism points us in that direction because that's as good as it gets. And, and yet those things will always corrupt who you are if you don't truly know who you are. You can't serve them. And so, so you know, much better to discover who you are right. and be free in that right. and not have any vulnerability, like you said, to the yeah, world right. and success and fame and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And in fact, those things would actually exaggerate it. Yeah, sure. It could. Well, yeah. It, it, look, the Beatles had to write songs and then the rest happened. They didn't get rich and then write songs at some point yeah. quit your day job no you have to follow the thing God puts in you and he'll give you everything you need to make sure that that, that, that is brought about people still are corrupted and still stop along the way but, but look here's the bottom line in this in business even uh, especially maybe uh, God is he's going to say well done my good and faithful faithful servant not well done my good and financially secure servant He's not looking for that. He's not looking for, well done, my good and famous servant. So he's after faith. Will he find faith? So we have to be faithful. But what that means is we have to understand that he is superior. What he's done is done, and we get to live it out here. And that gives us such great value. And when we do that in our business, it's going to work. We have to be patient about it, but we have to in the, today's context of the show is we have to guard our heart from the obstacles which corrupt who we are. Yes. So it's not about uh, not doing something the boss says. It's about is the boss or whoever or my clients 
corrupting who I am yes. from the ground up. Yeah. So that's the difference. Great challenge. Great question. Guys, press into it. As always, if we can walk with you, answer any questions, or navigate this with you more personally, um, very organically, one-to-one, uh, do reach out. Let us know. Again, you can connect at uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. Um, Kev, uh, man, we've got, I guess, one more show, and then we're going to, uh, the end of the year, I mean, we've got to take a little Christmas break, right? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that, but yeah, uh, yeah I think we So we'll be back next week, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, on to the Christmas holiday. So you guys be well. We'll see you next week. <laughs>